When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are fired up tonight. At least I am. I am fired I am. up for episode 96 of Catfish on Ice for a lot of reasons. Not just because of how the Preds opened up this game against the Buffalo Sabres, but I am still fired Ooh. up, Rich, from that Avalanche game oh, on Tuesday night. That was the game of the year, full of emotions, full of swings back and forth. We all we we said this was going to be the game of the year on paper, and it lived up to the hype. How you doing tonight, man? Doing good. Yeah, it absolutely was an excellent game. Um, you can't ask for much more from a hockey game, man. Back and forth, overtime. Game-winning goal by Matt Duchesne. It was awesome. I mean, just a great game. Rich, I was really rooting for you that you would get your final score prediction right. You had it at you had the final score prediction four of four three. three. Preds in regulation. I had the Avs beating the Preds in overtime four to four three. three. Yep. So we were both wrong, but it was really looking like you were going to be right there for a little bit. It, yeah, it was close. It was very it was close, close but, man. But uh, oh, well. what a game it was! We've got oh, we're gonna we're we're gonna really the big thing we're gonna talk about in that game is the Mark Borowiecki <laughs> unfortunate injury. It was a really bad look. I know hockey's a brutal sport. I know it's a physical sport. I know these players sign up for this and they're tough as nails. But that was a really bad look for the league to have a guy sprawled out on the ice, clearly in danger and clearly hurt. And we're going to talk about the rule. I know the yep. rule, what the rule book says. I know that it's happened in the past, but it, I just thought it was a really bad look. And it's not even because the Avalanche scored. It, I just think it's a bad look. So we're going to talk about does yep. the NHL have a little bit of a player safety issue when you see plays like that and you read what the rule book says? Uh, so John Hines, of course, got an explanation for it. Uh, in the moment. So we're going to break that down. That's the big part of that game we're going to break down. Yep. We're, of course, watching the Preds play the Sabres. They have reached the first intermission. And that's what they're doing. Is that what they're I doing? Get, I, guess the you, I, I guess you can call it playing hockey. I don't yeah. know. I was uh, The Preds are down one to nothing. It's a, um, I got to say, this, this is the classic letdown game in an 82-game season where the Preds are coming off the game we were just referencing, the Avalanche game, which was full of emotions. Of course, the Preds won that game in overtime. And you're you're facing a Sabres team that you have not seen in a very long time. It's hard to scout a game like this. Um, that You just don't know what to expect in a game like this. So it looks like the Preds have gotten caught a little flat-footed here. They are definitely not <clears throat> skating smoothly. They're not on the same page with their passes. Um, when the game opened up, they had a hard time breaking out of their own zone even. And then that goal that the Sabres scored, yeah. they all count the same. 
but that was not what you would call a pretty goal. It kind of bounces off of Saros's pads and then deflects off of Benning's pad or Benning's skates or stick yeah. or whatever it was, and <clears throat> it, it, it trickles. I, I'll use that term. It trickled. That's a good description. It trickled past Saros, and uh, so the the Sabers have a one to nothing lead right now at the first intermission. Yeah, when when he they said on the broadcast that Benning was trying to clear it into the corner, and it just took a weird bounce yeah. and, and hit his pad, and then Benning skated over and was apologizing for knocking. Yeah, it I mean it happens. It it does unfortunately do. happen. Um, but yeah, the Preds look a little disjointed here. They're not smooth skating. This is a game you would love to have Philip Forsberg to bail you out and score a big Absolutely. goal. Uh, yeah, we're not overreacting here. We're not. Yeah, that's another big one. Yeah, you're missing two yeah. guys who score clutch goals for you tonight. Absolutely. Um, definitely not using that as as an excuse though, because no. um, that was just not a very <clears throat> pretty uh, period from the Preds. So they've got to figure some things out here. I'm sure they're working on adjustments in the locker room right now. So no reason to panic or overreact, but that was a period that you really need to throw away. You need to burn it and not repeat it. Yeah, it was just – just couldn't get anything going. Um, All right. Yeah. Speaking crazy. of which, we've got the Straight Up Sabres podcast, oh, which yeah. is also on the Hockey Podcast Network with us. They're going to be joining us in about uh, 20, 25 minutes yep. from now. They are going to watch the next period. They're, they're going to hop on during the next period here and watch this game with us. We're really excited. Uh, Tyler is uh, – Taylor, I should say, is one of the hosts of the Straight Up Sabres podcast, and he will be joining us to watch some of this awesome. game, get us caught up on the Buffalo Sabres, a team we have not seen in a long time, of course – but I will say the Sabres are still – they find ways to get in the news mainly because of the what happened with Jack Eichel. So right. I can't wait – I cannot wait to ask Taylor what the perspective was from Buffalo Sabres fans and from him when it came to the Jack Eichel situation. That's that's something I can't cannot wait to ask him about. <clears throat> so stay tuned for that. Yeah, definitely. I was looking up a little bit about their schedule and stuff and they they started off pretty good but they've had a really rough time the past yeah they haven't won in several games like five or more so yeah tough it, it the tough. sabers are a team i'll be honest I'm, I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about what the sabers got going on this season from taylor so uh th that should be a lot of fun so we'll, we will have yeah. him be joining us here shortly and then here's some big things we got to get into rich First of all, the NHL All-Star rosters were just announced right yes. before we went on live. So I went ahead and threw that into our episode rundown tonight because we cannot no. overlook that. And that's another reason why I'm a little fired up tonight, Rich. Because UC Soros is the only All-Star from the Preds. I get it. The All-Star rosters are pretty small. It's voted on <laughs> per division. And so there's only so many slots you got per division. But Roman Yossi, guess, but... Roman Yossi is not an all-star. And I'm sorry, but I just don't get it. And it's a travesty. Yeah. The other the other <clears throat> travesty was ESPN spelt UC Saros name wrong. Oh my was... gosh. ESPN, come on now. I didn't even see that, Rich. It was all right. J-U-S-S-E is how they spelled it. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Seriously, like, come on, ESPN. Like, your, come on, do your homework. 
Well, I mean, it's almost well, it's happens, almost but... like I mean, ESPN's also really they're they're really bad about using really old pictures of players. Oh, like yeah. they'll I've seen them use a Rowan Yossi mm. picture on an article where it was the Preds jersey from like 2016 or 15. <laughs> it's funny. like I mean, I'm not trying to be mean here, but I'm sure that we can figure out ways to find more up-to-date pictures. Absolutely. And obviously yeah. and obviously spell UC Saros' name right, a player who is yeah. – some people are even saying he should be in the Hart Trophy conversation. Yeah, I mean, he's at the top of right now of goaltenders. I mean – Yeah. So, well, we're about to get into that as well, Rich, tonight. We are going to track all of our Preds players in the awards races right now. We've got three players that we can really focus on. Tanner Mm -hmm. Janot in the Calder Trophy race for Rookie of the Year. We've got Roman Yossi in the Norris Trophy conversation. And, of course, we've got UC Soros in the Vesna Trophy conversation. We'll even, for the fun of it, throw in John Hines for Coach of the Year. Yeah, uh, talks. I don't think that'll ever happen, but he does have a case. But if the he's Pre- got if a the, very good case. If the Preds keep winning, he definitely has a case. So yeah, we've got. We're going to talk about the awards race and where we think these Preds players fit in. Talk about some of the other players in these respective races and who these who our players are up against yeah. as the season rolls <clears> along. <throat> we're pretty much right at the midway point of the season. Uh, some teams have played fewer games than others, of course, but uh, we're getting right close to that midway point of the regular season. It's very close. It's crazy. And, it's like and we'll, we'll, we'll hit some NHL quick hitters to wrap up the episode, and we will also do our battle for the Central Power Rankings. So we have a very loaded Lots. episode. We will take this episode 96 all the way down to the end of this Preds versus Sabres game tonight. So we've got two more periods of hockey action to go. And while while we're watching, we will do episode 96 for you. Yep, so absolutely. let's do it. Let's get into it. I really want to open up the episode tonight with talking about the NHL All-Star selections. I didn't plan on that, but this was literally released like 30 minutes before we went on live. So we have it got was. to move, bump this up to our opening face-off. Sometimes you got to make changes on the fly, Rich. That's right. And we're good. We All can right. do it. Yes. So I'm already mm-hmm. looking at the – let's look, go ahead and list for all of our listeners right now the Central Division squad here. Because they broke the, – the, the NHL has made their all-star selections. They do it based on divisions. And they right. give each division a captain. So the captain of the Central Division really shouldn't come to a shock to anybody is Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Avalanche. No problems there, Rich. I think we no, can all agree I mean, that's that's fair. Yeah. I mean, Although yeah. Roman Yossi, Roman Yossi would have a very good argument to be had to be considered the captain of the Central Division, but we uh, are probably yeah. I'm sure we're considered biased by a lot of people, but you know. I don't yeah, probably. I'm sure. Not homers though. There's a difference. No, we are not homers. Being biased and being a homer. We are not homers. But uh, All right, so Nathan McKinnon gets the captain role for the Central Division on the All-Star team. We've got Kyle Connor coming in here for the Winnipeg Jets. Great player. The Winnipeg Mm -hmm. Jets have not performed very well this season as a team. (laughs) Started off well. We started good. I get it. He's a very ultra-talented player. 
offensive player. But here's the one that I had the biggest problem with, and it's not even because of the team this player plays for. I know what you're going to say, I think. It's Alex Dabrinkit. How <laughs> how does any Chicago Blackhawks player deserve to be considered an all-star this year? I, I have no idea. He's got 23 goals and six assists. That's really good. I mean, yeah, he's I mean, clearly he's, good, but... he's clearly an offensive juggernaut. I mean, 23 yeah. goal, 23 goals is a very impressive total this early yeah. in the season. But you play for the Blackhawks, you've only got six assists. So you're clearly right. a you're clearly a one-dimensional player. And I do think he's a really good player. Don't get me wrong. I do oh, think yeah, he he's a good. really strong quality player. But I mean, seriously, this is what we're going with here, Alex Dabrinkit. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I guess so. I don't know. It gets worse, they... Rich. It, it gets worse. <laughs> All right. So then we, of course, we got Kirill Kaprizov for the Minnesota Wild. I'm That's not upset man. about that. He he he's deserving of an All Star vote. Yeah, or an All Star role. So Kaprizov for the Minnesota Wild, the sensation. He is he. I'm okay with that. Here's I gotta the next two. I'm super fired up about right now. <laughs> I love it. Clayton Keller for the yeah. Arizona Coyotes. Now I gotta I got maybe I missed something. Rich, does every team have to have at least one representative? Is I that think a that's. <clears throat> I really didn't know, but I'm looking at it, and I think so. But Colorado's got two, so. But does every team get at least one representative? It, I might have, I might have yeah, missed I so. that. No, okay. I think. Oh no, no, because there's two for there's two for Minnesota. Uh, Kaprizov and Cam Talbot. Um, who's missing? Well, Do no, I know you can have more than one, but I'm asking. I, yeah. I, I, does every team get at least one representative automatically? Uh, I don't I'm trying remember. to see who's missing. I don't, I don't know if I ever saw that in the all-star voting rules or not. That's the only reason I could think that you're going to put someone from the Coyotes on the all-star team. Yeah, there's somebody from every team. Okay. At least one from every team. Well, I guess that I guess that's why – I guess that makes a little more sense. But yeah. excuse me for still being completely fired up that I'm seeing Chicago Blackhawks players and Arizona Coyotes players, and I'm not seeing Romeo Yossi. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's two two players from Minnesota. Like, why could, is there not room? And two from two from Colorado, obviously. Why is there not room for Roman Yossi on there? I don't understand. That doesn't and make we, any sense. We've got we've got Jordan uh, Cairo for center for the St. Louis Blues. Yep. who has 14 goals and 22 assists on the season. Um, so, you know, 23-year-old player, pretty decent player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not against, you know, like seeing a few new players in there, of course. But I'm just trying to figure out how Roman Yossi gets omitted. I, I don't know. On don't the Central Division it. All-Star voting. So they're so yeah. You've also you've got Joe Pavelski, who you know is a is a quality player and has definitely done a lot of great things in his career and is a very important player for that Dallas Stars team. But yeah. I'm also I have a little bit of a problem with that to have see Joe Pavelski get on the team. Yeah, 
That's he's a, a point. He, he's a, he is over a point per game player this year. I'll give him that. But I don't know, man. I'm just I don't see how all these players get in over Yossi. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't I don't get it at all. So they, yeah, it's really strange because obviously they took Cam Talbot. He's another goaltender. So do they have to like choose two goaltenders? Yeah, they definitely have to choose two okay. goaltenders. Every team has two goaltenders. But okay, yeah. So UC I mean, Soros, I mean, at least that travesty didn't happen. UC Soros. Oh gets gosh, in. that would have been horrible. That would have never yeah. happened. I mean, and and no no reason for that at all. All right, yeah. we got a Preds goal, Rich. Let's cut into our All Star discussion here. We've got a goal. The Preds have tied it, but. The Buffalo Sabres are challenging it right now. Let's take a look at it here. It's looking like it's Colton Sissons. Yeah, they're called, they're challenging for offsides. Colton Sissons scored the goal. Ooh. He's shaking yeah. his head. Yeah. It's offside. It's definitely offsides. They didn't show it, but. It's not looking good. That's coming back, I would expect. Oh. It's too huh. bad. I'm really behind once again because they just now showed that they were challenging it. So, I uh, yeah, but it's just it's not looking good. <laughs> I I would be surprised if this goal stands. Um. Oh yeah, he's offside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, so it's not a goal, but what what can? Yeah, Colt Sissons isn't even arguing that. Like you can see the look on his face. But um, <laughs> at least we can say that the that the Preds are at least starting to wake up a little bit and they're starting to make some things happen. They're starting to skate a little bit better. Um, <laughs> yeah. We can say that part at least. Here's Justin another Gambino, thing. 100% offside. Yeah. yeah. I think we'll so see. at least we can say that the Preds are waking up a little bit here to open up this period. Um, and I will say this too. The goals oh, are there for the goals should be there for the taking tonight. The Preds are going up against yeah. Aaron Dell in goal for the Buffalo Sabres who is got over a four goals, four goals against average for the season. Yep. He is giving up over four goals per game. Yeah. It's crazy. They showed a um, graphic before the game. He's their um, fifth goaltender used so far this season because of, Injuries yeah. and COVID. And well, we're going to ask T- Taylor of Straight Up Sabres podcast is going to be joining us in about 10 minutes. We're going to ask him about his goaltending situation for his team because I know it's it's been a mess this year. But my point is the goals should be there for the taking tonight. Oh, yeah. For the Preds. And they're Absolutely. on the pat- they're on their second power play of the night right now. So get they need a goal. They need to go ahead and break through here. Um you can tell it's been a frustrating start for this team so far. Yeah, definitely. And a very good stat here that they just shared on the broadcast. Most power play goals in the league since December 7th. The Preds oh, wow. have the most with 14. Oh, that's awesome. So that's pretty interesting. Didn't know that's that. Stat. Uh, we could use a power play goal right now in a bad way. So Yeah. All right, so let's get back to this all-star thing. So I'm looking at every other division here to see, like, does every team have a representative? And it's it's it seems that way. I think so. I think I think they would. Because when you when you go on and you vote, I don't know if it matters or not that people vote, but 
you pick you pick from each a bunch of different players from each division. Yeah, and, it, and it's kind of like from yeah. each team. That so. seems the way because like the Ottawa Senators have a team have a player on their team that made yeah. it. Yeah, I mean even. Even the really bad teams have at least one yeah. player. So yeah. I get that. I get that aspect of it. But I mean, so of yeah. course Cal McCarr gets in for Colorado. And I get that he's an all-star caliber player. Don't come at me and say I'm trying to say Cal McCarr is right. not a good obviously he is like Roman Yossi Jr. basically. Yeah, like seriously, he Yossi seriously Jr. he is like Roman Yossi Jr. Oh, we, yeah, just saw, we just saw Cal McCarr on Tuesday. We know he's an outstandingly great player. He's going to win a lot of Norris trophies probably in his future. So not taking anything away, but that's the only defenseman on the Central Division All-Star team is Cal McCarr. Oh, wow. I'm trying to look so, through. So Joe Pavelski gets the Dallas Stars representation, so that makes sense for their pick. Alex Dabrinkit gets the Chicago Blackhawks selection. The best so I pick. get I get where we're coming from here. So I guess in that regard, I guess that's why Roman Yossi doesn't get a selection is because your Nashville Predators selection is UC Soros. Yeah. Except <clears throat> when you look in the Pacific, they took Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. So I don't know how that – I don't understand well, you, how it works. You can, you can take – I mean, a team can have more than one, but – yeah. I yeah. think it comes down to it's just yeah. a numbers game at this point. If every team gets at least one player represented, I yeah. guess that's what happened there. Because Roman Yossi's, they have that last man in thing where you can go vote and get one more person in, and like he's on that list. Yeah. So, so uh, and you would expect him to have a good chance of at least getting that vote. Oh, I would think so. But um, you're looking at it here, so really. That. Really, the only argument you can make then if every team gets a player is the Minnesota Wild got two players. They got Cam Talbot right. as a goaltender. And then, of course, you get Kaprizov as the other player for the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. So I guess if you want to be upset about Yossi not getting a selection, it's you can look at Kaprizov. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Justin Gambino says, I have a feeling the final central all-star will be Kadri oh. and not Yossi. That's that's a really good possibility there as well because Kadri's having an insane year. So that's tough. It's weird to think of Yossi as not being an all-star selection. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't like it. But it's it's a really it's not like other sports where you feel like everyone gets an all-star selection. I guess in hockey, it is a lot harder to get an all-star selection because they yeah. break it down by division. So only mm -hmm. so many options are open for each division. And so when you've got so many great players in the central division and there are yeah. so many superstars in the Absolutely. central division, it, it, it's tough to find room for everyone. So of course, Roman Yossi does not get selected, but you know, yeah, it I don't, is what it is. I don't remember when they started voting on it, but like the Predators are number one in their division, number one in their conference, and sitting in fifth place yeah. over the whole league. It's like, you know, why yeah. would you not? Why why would it not be Roman Yossi? But whatever, uh, you know, Pacific Division. You've got Connor McDavid, Leon Drysidle, Jordan Eberle for the Kraken. 
Johnny Gaudreau of the Calgary Flames, Adrian Kempe of the Kings, uh, Timo Meyer of the San Jose Sharks, Mark Stone of the Golden Knights, Alex Petrangelo of the Golden Knights, Thatcher Demko of the Vancouver Canucks, and John Gibson of the Anaheim Ducks. All good. Yeah. Metropolitan Division, you got Alex Ovechkin, uh, Sebastian Ajo of the Hurricanes, Claude Giroux of the Flyers, Jack Hughes of the Devils, Chris Kreider of the Rangers, Adam Fox of the Rangers, Adam Pellick of the Islanders, Zach Zerwinski of the Blue Jackets, Frederick Anderson, and Tristan Jari are your goaltenders. Atlanta Division, Austin Matthews, of course. Drake Batherson of the Senators. You got to have that one Senators player in there, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patrice Bergeron of the Bruins. Jonathan Herberdeau of the of the Panthers. Dylan Larkin of the Red Wings. Nick Suzuki of the Canadians. Yeah, definitely each team gets a player. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rasmus <clears throat> Dolan of the Buffalo Sabres. Victor Hedman of the Lightning. Jack Campbell who is, I feel like, the biggest test to UC Soros getting the Vesna is Jack Campbell. I agree, yeah. And then Andre Vasilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Out of all those teams, who do we think has the best squad, Rich? I'm, I'm thinking the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty strong. I mean, The Atlantic division is stacked. It the, really the goal, is. The goaltenders alone are, are yeah. both amazing goaltenders, so – you know, Jack Campbell, I, man. He's I'm, he's. I'm gonna have to lean on your side there. I feel like it's yeah. definitely the Atlantic Division, although Pacific Division would be a close second for me. Yeah. So All Star Weekend will be fun. Oh yeah, even it's though, always a blast watching it. Even though we don't get to see the NHL, I'd much rather see the NHL players in the Olympics. But you know, it's true. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that, but. It's always fun just watching them because they always they always go out there and they just kind of goof around and have fun and yep. stuff. So it's, that's always good to see. All right. So we got the Straight Up Sabres podcast about to join us here shortly. Let's get you caught up on what's happening in this game. We're about seven minutes into the second period, of course. <clears throat> the Preds got that goal wiped away for, for good reason. It was definitely offsides. So yeah. Colton Sissons did have the goal, but it gets wiped away for an offsides challenge by the Sabres. So it is still one to nothing. Sabres are winning. The Preds do have more shots on goal now than the Sabres. It's 15-12. You got to think that eventually the Preds are going to figure some stuff out here and tie this thing up here soon. Uh, They've seemed to settle down a a little bit and playing a little bit better. But I I don't know. It's like you said, they should be lighting up. Buffalo's goaltender, like it should be no problem at all. But yeah, well, they got sixteen know, shots on goal, so it's not like they're not getting any shots. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, this is a like I said, this is a classic game. I would love to have Philip Forsberg. Yeah, to just definitely. to just do what Philip Forsberg does, which is just will yep. his way to a goal. He's that type of player where he can just will his way to a goal. Whereas tonight, maybe the Preds are going to have to work extra hard as yeah. a full unit to manufacture a couple goals here, but they, um, I don't know. They said Forsberg might be back on Saturday. So that would be good. We need him back bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, yeah, we need him back in a bad way. That'll be a tough game. (laughs) Yes. Saturday. So 
<clears throat> I mean, yeah. these, but here's the deal. Like, the, the, look at the Maple Leafs. They lost to the Coyotes last <laughs> sure night. Did. Which is, I yeah. mean, it's all fun for us because we love laughing at the expense of the Maple Leafs. Yeah. But it just goes to show you, though, this league is still has a ton of parity. You can't take any team lightly. And nope. the Sabres, they came to play tonight. They came they to play. They absolutely did. And, yeah, I mean, we say it all the time. Any of these teams are capable of beating the other one on any given night. So, mm-hmm. you just don't know. You, you just don't know what's going to happen. But on paper, the Predators should be destroying them right now. But it's just not happening. So, Well, you know, on paper is one thing. But yep, also, when you, also, when you're facing a team that you have not seen in a very long time, that's, that's when – that's when – all the paper goes out the door and That's absolutely true. and you've just got to you've got to realize it's going to be a little bit of an odd game flow because you got two yeah. teams that don't know anything about each other. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Or very little. I should very say little. that. Very little. It's, it's a lot harder to scout a game like this. <clears throat> I do want to they they do need to just put the clamps on and up the intensity a little bit. Right now, it's just it's just not a very pretty game to watch right now. No. Like this is the exact opposite of the Avs game when it comes to because the Avs game was like the Avs game was if you're a neutral fan that was some of the most fun hockey oh, yeah. you can watch. Oh, it was so you exciting! Know? It was a very exciting. What, game. what was your biggest takeaway from that game, Rich, on Tuesday? By the way, because I haven't just, really talked to you about it. <clears throat> just that the Predators are the real deal right now. I mean. We don't know what's going to happen if they can keep this up, but at this moment in time, they're they're for real. And a lot of people probably don't believe it or don't want to believe it, but I mean, the the proof is in in the way they play. So, um, just they they were really intense. Yep. They didn't they got down a little bit and then didn't let it affect them, and they came back and 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 won. And it was it was a great game, but. That game was just that game was just back and forth. I mean, so many swings yep. in each direction. That yep. was this is this this game's trending in the in the opposite direction of yeah. this game's hard to watch. It is. It's a little All ugly right. at the moment. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, how's it going, what's fellas? Up, man? How are you? Good, good. How are you guys? Doing good. That's good. Good to Doing hear. All good. right. We've got we've got we've got Taylor joining us from the Straight Up Sabres podcast. We are super excited to have him. Join us. How's it been going up there? Uh, up in. Uh oh. Oh, sorry. I think I think you you froze a little bit there. I think you're asking how it's going in Buffalo. Um, the answer is good, but not because of the Savers. Uh, big playoff <laughs> this weekend or big playoff game on Saturday for the Bills, which is huge. But I guess we're here to talk about the Savers. Uh, things are <laughs> things are uh, quiet. I would say on that front. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Taylor. I'm really Taylor. I'm really sorry, but we're gonna make you talk about the Sabers tonight. <laughs> That's all right. I don't mind. But hey, I guess I signed up. But hey, the, the the Sabers are. We were just talking about this. They showed up to play tonight. Like they are yep. playing a really smart game. Um, it's it, it's a hard game to watch just because there's not a lot of flow to it. But the yep. Sabers are mm-hmm. are making the game uh, trend in their direction, and I feel like the Preds are frustrated and can't really manufacture a lot of good offensive scoring chances. Uh, what are you seeing from the game so far tonight, Taylor? Yeah, I pretty much agree with you, and I think that that kind of game favors the Sabres 
uh, just to not have another team be able to, to, like you said, manufacture scoring chances, but also to kind of get clean breaks or any kind of uh, movement from side to side. Uh, just because, like, uh, Aaron Dell's in net tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. He hasn't won a game yet this year. I'm sure you guys might have seen uh, his stats before the game. I think he's under 890 save percentage-wise. And he yeah. really, if you need him to make a save, he won't. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> you really need kind of an ugly game where the other team isn't getting, like, good mm. chances. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Preds have have 16 shots on goal, but I don't feel like it's been, like, a very high-quality 16 shots at, by any means. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I, Taylor, I really want to ask you, and I know this is kind of like old news by now, but from, from the Buffalo Sabres perspective and from your perspective, kind of tell us the fallout of the Jack Eichel situation, that whole uh, situation, um, how he ends up in Vegas, and do you feel strongly about what Buffalo was able to get in return to kind of wipe their hands clean of that of all that mess, uh, just kind of fill all of our listeners in from a Buffalo Sabres perspective. Okay. So it turns out based on some things that were reported after the trade that he's been kind of um, not too keen on being in Buffalo for a couple of years. Mm. Uh, he uh, it's, it's obviously hasn't been good. On the other hand, he's a captain. He got a huge contract. So I don't think he could make that too public, but I think there's a, a few things along the way that really accelerated uh the Sabres demise of the, the Eichel era and also uh, made it clear that that era was never going to work. A few things like they traded Ryan O'Reilly in a trade that they got no return on. Basically right. uh, they made pretty dumb signings. They didn't trade Rasmus Ristolainen when they had a couple good deals for him. They made a lot of bad depth deals. Uh, they just, they were a poorly managed team all the way through. And then, Pretty much right around the time COVID hit, I think he was kind of like, hey, maybe you guys should rebuild and trade me. And that's around the time the Sabres changed GMs, uh, hired Kevin Adams. Uh, and at that point, uh, Adams was like, no, I, now obviously he didn't want to do that. But the Sabres signed Taylor Hall. They traded for Eric Saul. They did try to go into last season to try to win. And, you know, we all know how that went. Uh, so during – Eichel in, I, I just, I'm not sure if, how much people remember this or care outside of Buffalo, but in that 2019-20 season, Eichel was seventh in MVP voting in the NHL uh, for the Hart Trophy. He was really, really good that year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was He was finally breaking out, and everyone was excited to see him uh, post-COVID, and he, at some point, not clear when, broke or cracked a rib during training camp, so he was never really the same when the season started, and that's when he had his neck injury, about 20 mm. games into the season, and that just started getting worse and worse. At first, it seemed like he might come back during the season, and then it, it started to deteriorate. And that's also like around the same time when the Sabres, you know, they were very obviously going to do a rebuild. They traded Taylor Hall and Eric Stahl. They were going to trade Reinhardt and Ristolainen. So it was Eichel also wanted to be traded. It, he didn't make a secret of that. Uh, and at the same time, he needed this. He also wanted a, a surgery that uh, hadn't been done on a hockey player before. Mm. Uh, the, the easiest way I can put it is this surgery he wanted. Uh, he normally, you would have your disc, uh, uh, replaced, uh, or sorry, you'd have your, I might be screwing this up. The normal surgery, basically you have it, it's low risk, but in about 10 years, you need the surgery again. And that just Mm. goes for the rest of your life. Now, the first 10 years, he'd only be 34 years old, still in the middle of his career. It's another spinal injury. I mean, that's something he didn't want to deal with. So he took the, the riskier surgery, which I actually think is the disc replacement. Uh, I think gotcha. the other one is the disc fusion. So this, yeah, that's what it was. 
yeah, yeah. This the disc <clears throat> replacement has been done, just never on an NHL player until now. And I think it's also been done on Tyler Johnson since then. Uh, <laughs> and the Sabres did not agree with him getting that surgery. There was yeah. some talk that maybe his contract wasn't insured for it. And that just led to a huge fallout. And it led to them not being able to showcase him as a healthy player, which led mm-hmm. to not the best return, but uh, considering the circumstances, an okay return. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a, I, I just thought it was a, a, a really unfortunate situation for both parties involved, honestly. And so I think Buffalo did as best as they could have done to just move on from it, you know. I really wish he hadn't ended up going to Vegas of all teams yeah. because it's it, for me worst. it's like for me it's like a classic case of the rich get richer. So um, yeah. could, could I just wish you all would have maybe chosen a better team to trade into. <laughs> but well, uh, yeah, I I didn't want to trade. I honestly I would have. You asked me at that point. I wanted a basically like a almost one for one uh, Eichel for Trevor Zegras. And that's, no. you know, Anaheim's net wouldn't be a super team or anything at that point. And obviously they didn't want to give up him. So especially right, for a yeah. guy that wasn't, they didn't uh, know was going to be healthy or not. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I wanted to ask about, um, they showed on the broadcast that obviously Dell's in goal night tonight, that they're on their fifth goaltender. Can you like talk about that a little bit and see yeah. fifth and of the season so far? Yeah, in this stretch, they're probably going to start their six, too. So wow. what happened was uh, they started the season not inspiring. They signed Dell and Craig Anderson. Anderson's good. Right. He's 41. Uh, they had a nice start with Anderson, and then he got hurt. We haven't seen him since late October, early November. I wow. I don't know yeah. when we're going to see him again. There's no real update on that. Uh, Dell actually didn't start the season. He was so bad in training camp, they put in Dustin Tokarski uh, in over <laughs> him and sent Dell to Rochester. Wow. Uh, so after Anderson got hurt, I'm trying to remember the timeline here. I think Dell came up and then Dell and Tokarski kind of split time. Tokarski was not very good, slightly below average. Dell was horrific. So they traded for Malcolm Subban who yeah. immediately got hurt. Uh, uh. So that, that was another problem. Uh, and then they brought up, um, from Rochester, Uka Pekalukinen, who's a 22 year old prospect, someone they've been kind of high on but someone they didn't want in the NHL this early. Right. And this was after basically a month straight of them losing games explicitly because of goaltending. And then he came in and they, you know, they played solid. He mm-hmm. played solid, I should say, goaltending wise. But that's when they stopped scoring. They stopped losing games 7-5, mm-hmm. started losing them 2-1. to one. Uh, But he, it's encouraging since he's a, a young guy. Right, uh, right. And then they were going to roll. Tokarski ended up getting COVID at some point in this time. So they were going to roll with Dell and Subban, or sorry, excuse me, Lukanen and Subban. Yeah. And last game against Tampa, they both got hurt. And oh, Tokarski yeah. is, is hurt as well now. I'm not actually even sure when that happened. Anderson is still month to month. So they had to bring up Dell again. And they also had to bring up Michael Hauser, who could be their sixth well, goalie to get a start this year. All right. My head's yeah, already spinning yeah. right now, Taylor. <laughs> but I don't even know. Kudos to you for keeping all that in order. Exactly. You want to talk you want to talk about two franchises that are completely different in terms of goaltending situation. You know, the Preds for the longest time have rode with UC Soros and Pecorine. You know, yeah. like the Preds fans never have to worry about <laughs> who's going to be their goaltender. Uh, it's either it's always been Soros or Rene. And even this season, even though Rene's retired, the Preds are pretty much throwing Soros out there every game. And then yep. they very on a rare occasion they'll use David Riddick as a backup, but uh, it's just it's it's wild to think how lucky Preds fans should feel 
that yeah. they've never really had to go through what the Buffalo Sabres are going through in goal. Like that is just brutal luck for you guys. Uh, so, um, but hey, I will tell you, we're really good at making not so great goaltenders mm-hmm. look really, really good. Absolutely. I will tell you that. Yeah. I will say the Preds did just crack through. And they finally did, yeah. tied, they, they just tied this game up finally. You, you had to think it was going to come eventually. It hasn't happened yet here. <laughs> I'm on yeah, some feed, feed that's like Rich, Rich is in a Rich is basically in a um it's like being in another country. He's in Kentucky right now. There it is. So, I just saw uh, it. Oh nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's uh yeah, that's kind of kind of what the goal they needed though. Kind of like a you yeah. know, rebound, we'll take him anyway we can get him. Ugly goal. Yeah, that's yeah. Um uh, yeah. you talk about the goaltending. <laughs> um I honestly I, I wasn't I grew up with having the same two goalies for like the first 20 years of my life. I kind of got used to that idea. And honestly, the year the Sabres traded Miller, as soon as that happened, they just had a similar thing to this year happen. They, they traded him at the deadline and they had six goalies play by the end of that year. It just like, it was a sign of things to come, honestly, because it's been real rough since then. I don't know if you feel the same way as me, but I feel like if he can stay healthy, Malcolm Subban can be a good quality goaltender for you. I've always thought he was a really strong backup goaltender in Mm -hmm. Vegas. And then uh, he's just never really been the main guy. I'm not saying he's a franchise-altering goaltender by any means, but I thought that was a decent pickup for you all if he can stay healthy. I hope so. And he's already gotten hurt twice. Uh, (laughs) Two injuries and four starts, yeah. Uh, Yeah, honestly, this year, though, I'm not too worried about goaltending. Um, I assume Uka Pakalukinen will be – one of the guys next year, they have two really good prospects besides him. That so it's kind of thinking towards the future, honestly. Uh, they have obviously Eric Portello at Michigan and Devin Levi at Northwestern or Northeastern, excuse me. Those are the guys I like, honestly. I, I, um, kind of more looking forward to those guys in two years than, than anything else. Well, I'll, I'll tell you another thing, Taylor, too. Um, <clears throat> We're being joined by uh, Taylor of the Straight Up Sabres podcast. He's one of the hosts. So go check out the Straight Up Sabres podcast, fellow podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. So we always love having podcast hosts from other teams on. Always a lot of fun. Um, I was going to ask – I was going to tell you real quick, Taylor, uh, Buffalo Sabres fans are some of the most uh, loyal diehard fans I've ever come across whenever the Preds are playing um, the away team in Nashville. And – you know, like it's not like football where we get the really big crowds. Like it's not the same on the same level in hockey, obviously. But I gotta say, the last time the Sabers played here, I was really impressed by how many Sabers fans I saw that made the trip down oh, here. Really, it was really impressive. Yeah, I, I, I guess I shouldn't be too surprised by that. I do see whenever the Bills play in Nashville, it's oh always my a, gosh. Like a huge. They, oh, yeah. they, they turn it. They turn it into a home, <laughs> home, home uh, field advantage. Yeah, honestly, it's. I think it's just because I, I wonder if e- even if it's the same thing with the Sabres, where it's just like such a cool like two birds in one stone thing because it's a obviously a huge trip spot at this yeah. point, vacation spot, yeah. and like you know you could also go see your home team, or at least you have an excuse to go there, I guess. Right. But yeah, I'd love to get down there at some point too. Uh, I mean, especially when you guys were in the cup a few years ago, it seemed like a crazy atmosphere. It was. It was a really fun atmosphere. I remember the last. It might not have been the last time the Bills played the Titans, not this past season. Although they brought a ton of fans for that one too, but the, I, I think it was two seasons ago the <clears throat> Bills played here, and I swear the entire city of Nashville was taken over by the city of Buffalo. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> I think, I think, 
I think it was like that for like a week straight. I think he started coming in on Wednesday. The game happened on Sunday. Or even, no, it was a Monday night game. It was a Monday night game, I feel like, maybe. E- either way. And then they didn't – the Buffalo Bills fans didn't leave till like, the following <laughs> Wednesday. Like, it was – it was amazing. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm not surprised. That's funny. Nashville's a, Nashville's a fun place to go. I mean, there's a lot to do, so – Oh yeah, for sure. You can definitely you can definitely make a week out of it. That's for sure. So that's yep. awesome. All right, Taylor. Well, we appreciate you joining us for this uh, for this uh, yeah, watch along we're doing here for the Sabers and the Preds. We'll catch up with you later this season. Again, it's uh, Taylor of the Straight Up Sabers podcast. So go give them a follow. Go check out their stuff. Really awesome podcast on the yeah. Hockey Podcast Network with us. Uh, Taylor, you have a great night, man. Yeah, yep. thanks for having me, Take guys. Have a, have a great night. Yeah, have Take a good one, man. See ya. All right. Awesome. I got to put this up here real quick because I always do it every week. Mike Bang. Twitter. Bang. That was late. It's late, but. Yeah. Well, the Preds scored a goal when Taylor was really like giving out a really yeah. s- strong thought. And we want to be a spittable <laughs> uh, podcast yeah. host here for our guests. We always try yep. to do that, even if it's the enemy for tonight. But yeah. uh, really good, really good stuff from Taylor there. Um, as far as especially the Jack Eichel stuff, I mean, that's just was a oh, crazy yeah. dramatic uh, thing that happened there. And I think the Sabres did the best they could to wipe their hands clean of that. And it's just, oh man, they almost got another one. <clears throat> it's just weird, like thinking about the Sabres have been bad for a while, and like their fans. They've had a couple. Like, they've had a couple good little bursts. They have of seasons, but, but yeah, but for the most been, part, it's like, been pretty bad. Yeah, crazy, and it's like. You know, no, like almost no hope. You know, like their season is is done right now, basically. And, and those and are some diehard hockey fans up absolutely. there. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. I mean, they're That's they're diehard they're diehard sports fans yep. in general. But uh, yeah, I'm sure they're definitely. all locked in on the Buffalo Bills right now and not really focusing so much on their Sabers. But That's um, true. Uh, yeah, so. This could yep. be a preview of two cities facing each other in the NFL playoffs. Oh. There's, a, there's a good chance the Titans and the Bills could play each other in the playoffs as well. So yep. Buffalo true. versus Nashville. This might be a little bit of an appetizer here for us on a much there smaller scale. Uh, Dead Cell, which I think What's is up, UC fellas? Soros. It is UC um, Soros. Not UC Soros, the goaltender. UC Soros is not multitasking and on our podcast <laughs> while he's also playing goaltender. He's not that talented. UC Soros. How cool would that be, though? If, like, whenever the play was on the other end of the ice, Soros is just pulling out his phone and joining us yeah. on our podcast. That oh, would be – that'd be I'd be cool. like, please sign my jersey. <laughs> Can I sign yeah. my, send my jersey and get it signed? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, uh, Dead Cell is UC Soros. Yeah. Who is, is in right our – yeah, UC there you go. UC Soros. Who is in our fantasy hockey league for the Catfish on Ice podcast as well. Yeah. And also, I will say UC Soros, he has a lot of hockey knowledge. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Really great hockey knowledge. So, thank you for joining <laughs> us tonight. All right, so the Preds are starting to wake up a little bit here. They're starting to uh, put it on the Sabres a little bit. It's a 1-1 tie game right now. So we will continue to watch this game. It looks like the Preds are heading to the penalty box. Um, Yep, and Sissons is not happy. (laughs) 
slams the penalty box door closed on that one. Let's see. They call a tripping, I believe, or no, they call cross-checking, I believe. Oh, of no. course they did. Well, no, I can't even tell what they called it. That's a really weak call, in my opinion. I haven't even. That's a, oh. a really that is a soft penalty call. High sticking is what they call on Sissons, but that was weak. That was weak. That was oh, weak. The referee's like, go to the box. Oh yeah, high stick. That was okay. weak. Whatever, Justin. Well, hey, this should be a blowout. It yeah, should be. Probably. It should be Justin. But you know what? Yeah. At this point, let's. It, it feels almost like the Coyotes game in a way. Like just, yep. it's not pretty. There's nothing pretty about this game at all. Yep. Let's just figure out a way to get two points and get the hell out of here. Yep. That's how I feel about it. The Maple Leafs probably thought that their game last night was supposed to be a blowout. True. <laughs> oh, man. I bet the Maple Leafs fans, like their Twitter and all that, I bet it is just was bad. Uh, well, that fan base is about fed up with everything. Man. All right, so this is this is Catfish on Ice, episode 96. We're watching the Sabres versus the Preds live. It's a tie game, one-to-one. It's not pretty, but the Preds are at least tied one-to-one. They got they just got a goal. So we will see what happens here as we roll along with episode 96. Uh, we are presented by DraftKings. We were just talking about the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Taylor of the Straight Up Sabres podcast jumped on. We're sure a lot of our Sabres fans who are watching tonight are more interested in the Bills than the Sabres at this point. But you know what? That's okay. We totally understand their pain. But the NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, our sponsor, is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And just in time for the playoffs, they have a really awesome deal going on with you, going on for you. They're kicking off things with this huge offer, counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wild card team to win their game. Bet just $5 and you win $280 in free bets. Wow. Pretty good deal there. And yeah. got to cut, cut myself off here on this DraftKings read because. I am not happy because guess what? The Buffalo Buffalo Sabres just retook the lead. This is ridiculous. This is hard to watch. There it is. Yep. I just don't know what the Preds <laughs> are doing right now. Like they're they're kind of sleepwalking. Not bang. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not bang. Really bad defensive pressure in the slot out in front of Soros. Saros gives up a little bit of a rebound, and Skinner for the Sabres puts in the goal. Mm. One of the few good goal scorers for the Sabres is uh, Jeff Skinner. Yeah. So the Sabres are up 2-1 to now. (sighs) We just can't have nice things, can we? Well, we can have nice things. We've had a lot of nice things this season, Rich. It's just unfortunately, unfortunately, these kinds of really bad games happen. But luckily, I do think the Preds can still win this game very easily. Mike Twitter said negative bang. Yes. So we have a not bang and a negative bang. Agreed. Both are very apt in that Very accurate. All right, let's get back to DraftKings here. Let's get to more positive things here. 
All right, so go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN. And this wild card weekend at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If the sports book is not available in your state yet, you can still have fun and have something to play for during the wild card weekend. You can get in on huge cash prizes with daily fantasy and stuff like that. Absolutely. Wow. So Aaron Dale comes out to play the puck, has a collision with Ellie Tolvanen along the boards, and... Aaron Dell takes the interference penalty. Well, look at there. So the Preds are back on the power play. We've got 20, <coughs> 24 seconds left in the period. So the unfortunately, the power play will be broken up a little bit here. But the Preds are already one out of three on the power play tonight. Um, kind of a dumb move by Aaron Dell there to, to be out that far playing oh, the puck. He, he leaned into it, too. Yeah, so uh, – Kind of a little bit of a lucky break here for the Preds to get a power play opportunity. Uh, Ellie Tolvanen gets a really strong shot on Dell. Dell makes the save. We got 13 seconds left in the second period. At the very worst, the Preds will open the third period with about uh, a little over a minute and a half of power play time if they can't score a power play goal here in the last 13 seconds. So... Um, yeah, this is just, this is one of those games where you hope the press can just, uh, figure out a way to drudge through it. And yep. I mean, it's not a pretty game at all. If, it's if trap. They, they would have played this way against the avalanche, they would have got ran out of the building, oh, yeah. but, but luckily they didn't play this way against the avalanche. Yeah. That's what. Dead cell said zero urgency. Nashville bullied the abs on Tuesday. They're sleeping tonight. Yes. They should be yeah. bullying these guys. I don't understand what the problem All is. All right. So we're about to go to the second intermission. Let's continue on with episode 96 of Catfish on Ice. Let's talk about that Mark Borowiecki unfortunate play that <clears> happened <throat> against the Avs. Uh, basically what happened, Borowiecki takes a puck to what looks like the hip area. Yep. yep. Puts him down on the ice like he immediately goes down. He is not moving hardly. And the Avs, the whistle continues on. The Avs skate around his body and score a goal. It was a big moment in the game because the Avs tied the score at that point. Uh, It was a big moment in the game where momentum could have shifted way in the Avs' favor. Luckily, the Preds fought back didn't let it snowball into a really bad situation. But here's my thing. I get what the rule says. The rule says that the refs will usually let the play continue until the injured teams, the injured team possesses the puck. They won't, they won't play the the play dead. They won't call the play dead. If, if the other team continues with possession, 
Um, unless, but the caveat in that rule is unless the refs think it's like a really serious injury, most notably when it's to the head or neck area. Yes. I think it's a, I I think it's a horrible rule. I think when a player is on the ice and they're not moving, you have to call that play dead. Yep. It was, um, I also read that it's their discretion too. So they could have, cause he, he wasn't moving. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one, yeah, it's one thing if, 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 if the player that's injured is working his way up to his feet, he's yeah. trying to move, maybe he's limping around. Yeah. At least that's not nearly as dangerous <clears throat> of a situation because at least the player is moving and can kind of see what's going on. Burrow was on the ice completely Flat. defenseless. Yeah. And I just think it's a horrible look for the NHL that yeah, that that, um, that that a play like that is not blown dead, and yeah. and the possessing team can just skate around that player and take shots. And I just don't yeah. think it's a great look for the league at all. I think they got to look go look at that and and make a change. I know, I don't think it's going to happen, yeah. but and it has nothing to do with the Avs scoring. The goal. Yeah. That's not what made me mad. I would have been mad about that play, even if the Avs didn't score a goal yeah. and, the, and the Preds eventually did get the puck back. I just think it's a bad look and it's not good for the league. When you're when you preach player safety, that's not player safety right there. Yeah. I think on Twitter today, somebody asked, like tagged on to a Predators post and asked about it. And Brooks Bratton actually answered that John Hines got the explanation of since he wasn't hit in the head, that's why they let it let him play on. Which I get it. If somebody's hitting the head, you definitely need to stop the play. Well, but yeah, of course. The dude was like flat, laid out. Like you don't know really what was hurt on him. You know, obviously yeah. he can't get up and move. So yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I just think it's a bad. A Th- bad there could have like been a said. there could have been some type of a freak accident going on with yeah. him at that moment. Yeah, like I mean. I mean he could get hit by a deflected puck while he's laying on the ice and turn into a head injury. Like there's yeah. a lot of things that can go wrong. And yeah. so I, I know the traditional hardcore hockey fans are probably like, they're like, Oh no, that's the sport. That's what they sign up for. And it's a brutal sport uh, yeah. and it's blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But, and I get that. But when a player is laying out on the ice, not moving, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that play needs to be blown dead. Yeah. And I think they, I think they actually whistled um, the play dead when someone from Colorado got knocked down, but he wasn't like hurt at all. I think yeah. that happened later in the game, and everybody was like, "Oh, okay, okay." And, and a lot of players, or a lot of a lot of fans, and a lot of our listeners got really amped up and fired up about about the Avs cheering <clears throat> while. Borowiecki was still laying on the ice motionless. Yeah, after they scored. Yeah. And I'm just like, I mean, it's a brutal sport. I mean, it really is. It's not for the faint of heart. Um, I mean, I'm not, I didn't really get that upset about them cheering about the goal. I mean, what do you want the players to do? Like, I mean, show a little bit more class, maybe, but. Definitely. And then Mike Twitter brings up a good point, and I saw people saying this, what if they're faking it? Um, 
That I think that needs to be a rule change. Like I don't, it, I don't think you would ever have to worry about that. Yeah, in hockey. I would hope nobody do. I that. don't. I, it's it's way to the code of that sport and how tough hockey players are. Yeah. I don't think you would ever have to worry about players faking injuries like you're seeing. Uh, Rich, I know you're not a big college football guy, but a big thing that was happening, a big controversy that's been happening in college football in recent years is teams who are going going up against uh, other teams who uh, have a lot of offense and they like to snap the ball really quick and defenses get tired. Mm-hmm. Defenses, defensive players have been faking injuries to slow down the game so that they don't get tired. You see that happen a lot in football. I've seen that. Yeah, where players fake injuries to to get extra rest so they don't have to use a timeout. I don't think you would have to ever worry about that in hockey. I don't think players are going to fake injuries. I think they respect the game too much. These are the code of the game. I just don't think you would have to worry about hockey players faking injuries. Yeah, I don't don't think so either. If a hockey player is not moving on the ice, it is a serious injury. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So I just, I just thought true. it was a bad look. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I like it. I would have said the same thing if it would the roles would have been reversed and it was an avalanche player and the Preds scored a goal due to it and they were cheering. I would have said the same thing. I would have been like, I don't like that rule. I hate that we scored a goal in that fashion. I don't like that they were celebrating while another player is clearly severely hurt or could be severely hurt. Yeah, uh, I would I would say it either way. It's not because mm-hmm. it happened to the Preds. I would say the same way if it was the Avalanche, yeah. who were the receiving <clears throat> on the receiving end of that. So, but he was he was definitely messed up. He couldn't even walk off yeah. the ice. So he, he's considered day to day, and Borovieski is a very important part of this team now. Like yes. they need him back quick. He is he's done a lot of really strong things for the defensive depth for making block shots. He was blocking a shot in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, he was literally putting his body on the line in that play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we need it. We do need him back. We need them all back. Every single one of them. That just goes to show you how tough as nails of a player. Mark Borowiecki is. Oh, he is. Absolutely. Everything that, everything that that man has been through with his mental health things that he went through last season he is – I mean, I just respect Mark Borowiecki so much. I do too. I like him. I like him and Benning, truthfully. Yeah. I think somebody uh, – I don't remember who it was, but it, it might have been in our fantasy league chat said something about they're the they're the best third defense pairing we've had in a long time, and I would agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, For sure. Yeah. They've I been like a big – well, according to moneypuck.com, they're one of the uh, – they're considered one of the top I defensive pairings in the league when it comes to um, just holding other teams from scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive effectiveness, I should say. They, they are a big part of, of that this season, which you would expect to see like Roman Yossi on that list or – Maybe Matias Ekholm or right. or Dante Fabro, but to see Borvieski <laughs> and Benning as a pairing, this is yeah. lowest expected goals against per time played together. So basically, the top defensive shutdown pairings. Uh, yeah, Borvieski and Benning are on a list. They're probably they're around the top ten 
in the league among awesome. defensive pairings. So really good. They're on a list with players like Sergachev and Hedman for the Lightning, Lindell and Haskinen for the Stars. Uh, I'm seeing um, – I mean, I'm seeing some really good good defensive pairings on this list that Borowiecki and Benning are on with. So, Mike Twitter said he didn't like Boro last year but likes him this year. And then he says – too many power plays last year, and the other team always capitalized. That's true. He did take a lot of bad penalties last year. Well, I mean, he's he's leading the league in penalty minutes this year, too. He is. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. All right. All right. So, let's roll along here with episode 96. We're in the second intermission of the Preds versus the um, – Sabres, I keep almost saying the Buffalo Bills. I'm trying my best <laughs> to not let that happen. All right, the Buffalo Sabres, they're up 2-1 to one right now on the Preds, but the Preds do have a power play that they're going to start on to open the third period. Need a big statement here. Need to get this equalizing goal here. Not yep. let this thing linger, but it's been pretty ugly to watch so far from the Preds' point of view. Absolutely, it has. All right, so let's let's start talking about these NHL award races and the Preds have their fair share of players and a coach who will all kind of they're all kind of in the conversation right now yep. for uh, being in these award races, and it's pretty fun to watch. Like it's pretty cool to have this many players all be in the mix for an for an NHL uh, award. It's really wow. really amazing, Finally. and. We had a poll question we put on the Twitter account to, to kind of see who Preds fans think have the best chance to win an award out of all these players. And let's go ahead and pull the poll question up here. Uh, let's see what the results ended up being. But we have UC Soros for the Vesna Trophy. We have Tanner Janot for the Calder Trophy, Rookie of the Year. And, of course, we have Roman Yossi for the Norris Trophy which would be his second Norris trophy of his career if he's able to win that. So, I mean, all three of those players are right in their respective races right now. They absolutely are. Which is pretty cool to watch. The Preds have never had a Calder Trophy winner. They've never had a Rookie of the Year. I can see that. And that's pretty – that's kind of surprising, honestly. Yeah. Well – when you make at least make the playoffs for that long stretch as they did, you're not going to get a lot of rookies, any kind of lottery Very picks like that. So, all right, so let's get our poll results here. Which Preds player has the best chance of claiming an NHL award this season? Yossi for Norris, Soros for Vesna, or Jano for Calder? And it's UC Soros for Vesna with 53 percent. Hmm. Yossi for Norris has 20 percent, and Jano for Calder has 28 percent. Rich, what do you think? Where would you go with? I actually voted for Yossi. Yeah. Um, For some reason, uh, that's not the popular opinion right now. Well, I think everyone just assumes that UC Soros is finally starting to get the NHL's national recognition as far as, okay. I mean, if you look among all national broadcasts, you get into the national pundits and when they're talking about it, when they talk goaltenders and the league's best goaltenders – UC Soros is brought up all the time. And, of course, one of the top NHL analysts is Elliot Friedman. Mm -hmm. And Elliot Friedman literally said that 
for one, UC Saros got shafted last year in the Vesna <laughs> Trophy voting. Yes, he so, did. So big bonus point from Elliot Friedman there. Then he also said not only is UC Saros in the Vesna Trophy conversation this year, but he's actually also in the Hart Trophy conversation for MVP. I don't know. Elliot Friedman's way smarter than me, and obviously he is in. He's he knows all the insider information. I'm not ready to go that far with Soros. That he's a heart. That he's a heart trophy finalist. No, I can't. Pretty, I can't go that far. That's pretty far. That's can't definitely go that far. far. I'm sorry. I don't know who it would be without looking and doing a little research, but it's, that's pretty last, strong. Last time I checked, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and Austin Matthews, and who else? I mean, Alex Ovechkin, for that matter. Last time I checked, they're all still in this league, and they haven't retired yet. So I can't yeah. can't throw UC Soros <laughs> in there quite yet, as much as I would love to. Yeah, you, you, yeah, that's true. But if they take the whole the whole body of work all year, the Oilers are struggling right now. That is true. Well, let's, Actually, let's, Alex, let's Alex kind of talk about struggling a little bit too. Let's so. talk about UC Soros though. So coming into tonight's game, he's got a 0.928 save percentage. That is among the best save percentages you're going to see. Yep. He's actually fifth among regular starters in that department, but it's all really close. I mean, it is. you're talking about percentage points, like, you know, like tenths of a percentage point on save percentage. He's right there with all the league's best. He's got a 2.27 goals against average this year, which is seventh among regular starters. So he has given up a little, slightly more goals per game than some of your top goaltenders. Yeah. He's but, got tw- 20 wins on the season, which is tied for first. That's the, so that's a big yeah. one. Yeah. Tied and with Andre Yes. Moneypuck.com has Soros ranked the third – goaltender in the league in terms of goals saved above expected. So that's a good one there. Yeah. When you're looking at analytics and stuff, the two <clears throat> goaltenders they have ahead of Soros in goals saved above expected, Jack Campbell and Igor Shesterkin. I finally know how to pronounce you that man's name right. Yes. I'm, I'm learning, Rich. I'm getting better. That was awesome. All right, so those are basically two of your uh, obstacles for UC Soros for the Vesna right now. Jack Campbell's having a hell of a year. He is. I mean, this guy's Amazing. come out of he's come out of nowhere. Yeah. So he's, he's going to be tough to beat. And then Igor Shesterkin, of course, he's been coming up. People have been knowing about him for a while. He's a very yeah. young goaltender, but he he's got the Rangers in a really good spot this year. So, two very worthy obstacles for UC Soros in the Vesna Trophy race. Yep. It's crazy that Vasilevsky's – I mean, he's right up there too, but he's not he, – like, Well, here's here's why I can't vote for UC Soros as having the best chance to claim an award out of – in terms of Roman Yossi and Tanner Genoa as the other two players. <clears throat> it's a crowded race for the Vesna Trophy, a very mm-hmm. crowded race. You bring up Jack Campbell, Igor Shesterkin – you bring up Andre Vasilevsky. Let's not forget about Jacob Markstrom for the mm-hmm. Calgary Flames. He's having a really outstanding year. He leads the NHL in shutouts this year with five. And yep. his numbers are right up there with Soros and all the other goaltenders. So don't yeah. leave out Jacob Mark- Markstrom either in this conversation. 
Yeah, and if you look at the <clears throat> like the top five, like Freddie Anderson for Carolina, I mean, he's playing really good too, apparently. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's tight. It's very Trist- tight. Tristan Jari's having a good year for uh mm-hmm. for the Penguins. I'm just saying it's a more crowded race. It's it a is, very yeah. crowded race. So that's why I could not vote for Soros as having the best chance out of the other out of the other two Preds players when it comes to winning an award. Yeah. Just because the race is so crowded. I do think yeah. he'll get a nomination. I think he'll be one of the top three. He should definitely be that at least, but We'll see unless he just plays this way all year. And, and it depends, we'll, of course, it we'll depends it. on how if the Preds keep winning or not. That helps yeah. a lot too. If you're sure if you're does. all if you're on a winning team that and you're a big reason at, at goaltender for why that team keeps winning, that mm-hmm. really boosts your chances of, mm-hmm. of claiming the award. So absolutely. Uh, I actually correct. think Roman Yossi as well has the best chance to win an award out of the three of them. I agree. That's who I voted for. That's who I voted for. Just when you look at, when you look at, so I'm looking at NHL.com. So he's second in points right now to Victor Hedman. Yeah. He's second in goals to Kale McCarr. And he's uh, one, two, three, four, fifth for assists. So it seems like it's a little closer, like you said, Mm -hmm. like not that it's not still packed up like the Vesna, but. I don't know. It just seems like I think I, I feel like I feel like Roman Yossi's national reputation of being arguably the best or at least one of the best defensemen in the league is really going to take him a long way in getting a lot of votes for the Norris. Yeah. But I will say Cal McCarr <clears throat> is really taking the league by storm. I yep. feel like Roman Yossi will have to really set himself apart from Makar when it comes mm-hmm. to the stats to, yeah. I think if it's close, I think if both Makar and Yossi have similar stats, like almost dead, even in those, those numbers, I feel like yeah. they'll give it to Cal Makar just because he's, yeah. he's an up and coming rising star in the league. And you know, the NHL loves Cal Makar and I just feel like yeah. they would vote for him. Yeah. But it also, they're supposed to give it to the best all around. You know, they, they're supposed to. Which Cal McCarr is a good all around defense. He is. I feel he like is. he's he's a he's a Roman Yossi Junior. I feel like like he is. But when they look at it, it, it's also like if he wasn't on the team, like if Cal McCarr wasn't on Colorado's team, would they survive? Yeah, and I would true. say more than likely yes. If Roman Yossi wasn't on the Predators, how would they fare? Not very well. We've already seen it. We've already gotten a. We've already gotten a taste of that, and I didn't like it. I didn't like it either. So that's never like that. You still got Adam Fox for the Rangers, who's right Mm -hmm. up there. Um, He's going to be in the conversation. Mm -hmm. I would be shocked if the three finalists aren't Roman Yossi, Cal McCarr, and Adam Fox. Yeah. Yeah, and and possibly Victor Hedman. Yeah, I think I think he'll be in there. He's a great defenseman, but I think I don't think he'll. Yeah, I don't think you could put him ahead of the other three. Oh no, no, definitely not ahead of him. But seems like he's always in the mix. So, and then of course <clears throat> Tanner Janot. Would we have ever thought going into the season that Tanner Janot would be not in the Calder all. Trophy race as an undrafted free agent? Was never even drafted. Nope. This is his last year of eligibility as a rookie. And 
He is leading all rookies right now in goals with 12. He's ahead of Lucas Raymond, who is the big favorite and is the big phenom of the league for the Red Wings. Um, So Tanner Janot, in the end, I'm not so sure that he's going to be able to claim it. But he's right in there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um. Yeah, that one seems a little far off too. Like it's like it's a little not wound up, not being possible for him to get that. Um, just because if you look at the other stats of those other guys, mm-hmm. then you know he he's definitely not up at the top. Well, for, he for leads. So he lead, he leads the rookie. He leads all rookies in goals with twelve, despite not being used nearly as much in the offensive zone for right. for possession. Mm-hmm. As the yeah. other, as Lucas Raymond and Trevor uh, Zegros do, so yeah. that's that's really amazing. Like because Lucas Raymond gets power play time, and yeah. our and our and our buddy Kyle Perkins really illustrated <laughs> it well, really he sure well. Did. Yeah, he Ooh. sure did. So <clears throat> I mean, that's a big part of it. Is Tanner Janot does a lot of the stuff that might not be flashy, but yeah. it's very important. So I looked up the def or the like the criteria for what they do for giving the Calder and what it says is, and this is kind of points back to what Kyle Perkins said about like the all around game. It's given to the player selected as the most proficient in his first year of competition in the national hockey league. If you look at all the stats that Kyle Perkins had on there, that's proficient. That's exactly what proficiency is. It's not, you know, it's not just points, goals, and assists. It's all around, and that's that's how it should be awarded. But it should be. I mean, we'll you look see. at ta- you look at Tanner Janot. He he puts he does so much vital time on the penalty kill. He right. blocks shots. He takes hits. Uh, Tanner Janot, I believe, is sixth in the league in hits this year in the entire league, not just rookies. He's sixth in the league yeah. in, in hits league wide. Yeah. So he is a very physical player that is also leading rookies in goals. So he's doing yeah. a little bit of both. Yep. Yeah. And I do, he's think, I do think a dark horse candidate that could win this whole thing is Moritz Sider, the defenseman for for uh, the Red Wings. Uh, a defenseman like he is playing right now is is going to be a really – I mean, a lot of people are going to want to vote for a defenseman, a yeah. rookie defenseman. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that'll be yeah. another fun race to watch. That's going to be another really fun race to watch. So yeah. um, in the end, I think Roman Yossi has the best chance out of all three of them. I do. I agree. Or. And then, but of then course, you got to talk about – Let's Go talk ahead. about John Hines real quick to wrap it up here on uh, yeah. on this on this topic of Preds in the awards races. Uh, John Hines, does he have a chance to win the NHL Coach of the Year award? Um I definitely think he has a chance if the Preds keep outperforming preseason expectations because that's kind of what you look for when you're talking about coach of the year is which coach took their team farther than anybody expected. Yep. So if you look at – I looked up the criteria for giving the Jack Adams Award, and it's the coach a judge to have contributed the most to his team's success. And if you look at halfway through last season – and up to this point right now we're at, I I can't think of any other coach who has led well, the team to, to success as much. All as your all your other we talked about head coaches. 
in the last episode, our top head coaches. You talk about the other great perceived head coaches in the league, like yeah. Pete DeBoer for the Vegas Golden Knights, John Cooper for the Tampa Bay Lightning. These are already really great teams that are stacked with talent. Right. John Hines, I'm, I'm not saying that the Preds are not a talented team. Obviously, they are. They have a lot of great players. But doing more with less and getting the right. most out of your team, you got to give John Hines some credit in that department. So it'll be interesting to see if he ends up getting more um, talk around the national circles when it comes to that award. Yeah. And, so you've got, and for turning the team around like he did. I mean, yeah. He should get some kind of award just for that, because so you've got you've got you've really garbage. got you've got four uh, you've got three players <clears throat> and a coach that are all got really good arguments to be made to be yep. in their respective award races. So it's yep. going to be a lot of fun for Preds fans to watch how if any of these players can end up getting an award this year. Yep, definitely It'll be a lot of fun. Absolutely. I'd love to see Tanner Janot get his rookie of the year. That would be so cool. Oh, it would. Especially since we haven't had one of those ever. Yeah, so. it's, yeah it'd be really awesome. Yeah, All right. Definitely. Let's, let's roll along with episode 96. We got 14 minutes left in regulation, and the Preds are still down 2-1. to one. They've, no, only given up, they've only given up 17 shots to the Buffalo Sabres, the hapless Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. But they just can't figure it out. They can't break through. The Sabres are really making this game mucky and ugly. Ooh, they're they're playing they're they're playing their their style game. They're playing the way they want to play. That's kind of what Taylor said from yeah. straight up Sabres when he came on is the Sabres are playing the way they want this game to go. They're dictating the pace of this game, which is a very rugged, ugly pace. Yeah. Absolutely. The, Preds, the Preds just can't get crisp passing right now. Mm-mm. They're just not – they're not fluid. They're not smooth in their skating. They're not smooth in their zone entries. They're not getting really good sustained offensive pressure at all. Yeah, they just got – I didn't see who had the puck, but he just got freight trained by two Sabres and they lost it. So, yeah, definitely no zone time. No, I'm telling you. Time at all. It's ugly. They they gotta at this point, they got at this point, they gotta hope that the Sabres self implode here. Yeah. Let's hope yeah. that the Sabres live up to their record and they give up a couple of really bad giveaways. Maybe Aaron Dell gives up a soft goal. Um Johansson just nearly got the tying goal. He brought it strong into the into the net. Uh, he had Luke Cunning kind of breaking in there to maybe get the redirect goal, but Aaron Dell covers the puck. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, where's that? There you go. <laughs> Dead Cell says this looks like a preteen rec league game. That's perfect. <laughs> it's sure it's been is. really really. This is a really bad turnaround from the Avs game. It is, and it's that's what's a little disappointing. But like, you know what, what? a letdown. It happens to all all the teams. It does. They all go and, and, and the beauty of it is there's still 14 minutes left around, and the Preds can still figure out a way to win this game. Yep. We yep. haven't given up hope yet. Absolutely. But until then, we will update <clears throat> you if the Preds score, if anything big happens. 
Let's round out with our battle for the Central Power Rankings as we get closer to the end of this game. Mm, boy. The Power Rankings. Yes. All right, These you want to start us off, Rich? Start us off with the rankings. Yeah, I'll start you off. Um, number eight, obviously, it's Arizona. <laughs> like, that's going to be – that's going to be um, – I'm telling you, they're narrowing the gap in my book. They're still at number eight for me too, but I think they're narrowing the gap with Chicago. They could be. They're showing um, me something lately. Arizona has been showing me something lately. They battled really hard against the Preds. They beat the mm-hmm. they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs last night. Yep. They're, I'm, not, I'm not ready to move them out of number eight yet, but they are narrowing the gap. They're, they're yep. actually impressing me. You're talking about a team – that has literally hardly anybody of value outside yep. of they got that Kraus guy that's decent. They yeah, got Chickeren, the defenseman, but he's been injured for most of the year and he's in all these trade talk circles. You've yep. got Phil Kessel. <clears throat> you've got Clayton Keller, who is their all-star representative. But it's a really bad team, and they are yep. still fighting. They are showing a lot of fight. They are, but they're no longer the worst team in the NHL. They aren't, that, which that we're only ranking to the, <laughs> the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> yes. Who Those the Preds lost to earlier this season, might I add. Right. Well, there you go. That's a good that's a good uh good example yeah. right there. I hate to bring that up. I hate to bring Canadian back past guys. misery, but you know. Yeah. But yeah, all right. So I think the coyotes are narrowing the gap to get out of number eight and eventually get to number seven in our okay. rankings. But yeah. I can't do it yet. I can't do no. it yet. They're still number eight. They're still 12 points behind the Blackhawks in the standings. So, of course, I cannot put them ahead of the Blackhawks. I can't do no. it. As much as point. I want to. As much as I really want to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, that, that that brings us, obviously, number seven, Chicago. So, Chicago got a little feather in their cap, though, the other night. They beat the Golden Knights. That's That's pretty well, the- strong. The Golden Knights have not been particularly playing up to their level of, of hockey yeah. that they should be playing lately either. All right, Rich, shield your eyes. I know you're behind me on the stream. You might want to shield your eyes on this one. This is ugly. I don't like what you're getting ready to tell me right now. Um, all I can tell you is <clears throat> Fleet Myers got beat. I don't know what Fleet Myers was doing. Oh, he, I see it. Oh, my gosh. L- let's see this replay here. That's ugly. Oh my God! Philippe Myers <laughs> got completely lost in the neutral zone. Oh, wow! Somebody was like down on the ice. I don't understand what Philippe Myers was doing. I mean, oh, they tripped over each other. <clears throat> but he was already beat. That at that point, Skinner already was getting past him. At that point, it was. That's just. Yeah. This oh, is just not okay. it's just not a pretty game. This is just <clears throat> I'm ready to throw this game out and never speak of it ever again. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Ugh. All right. Well, let's my continue Twitter, on with our power rankings. My Twitter said, so should I not be impressed by Skinner's move? <laughs> that was a pretty nice move. No, it was a nice move and it was, yeah, a, it was awesome. awesome. It was a Phil dare me. I say it was a Phil Fors, Forsberg esque type of goal. Yep, definitely. All right. That's how that's how Philip Forsberg likes to score his goals. So Skinner's like got Skinner's got two goals on the night now for the yep. Sabres. Don't so, like it. Um, all right. So yeah, I've got the Blackhawks at number seven <clears throat> as well. Although I'm starting to feel like I better just go ahead and punish the Preds and put them at number seven. 
because they're <laughs> ticking me off tonight. I'm not going to yeah, do that, probably. obviously. But uh, yeah, uh, Blackhawks at number seven. Um, that sets mm-hmm. apart the division right there. Number seven and number eight, and then the division gets really, really competitive after number seven. It does. Yes, it's kind of so. that's what makes these rankings <clears throat> so ridiculous every week. Is it's yeah. so hard. Mm-hmm. It is but very hard. I'm going to stick with what I've already had for the past couple weeks now, and I'm going to keep the Winnipeg Jets at number six. Well, that's what I have as well. So the last game they played, Colorado just demolished them. It was seven to one. So, um, yeah, not good. And they used to set. They used to be number one in the division. So I don't know. They're still a know. dangerous team, but I feel like they might be the team that ends up being on the outside looking in when yep. it's all said and done. And they're dealing with a lot of p- postponements right now, of course, because they're uh, yeah. The Can- all, all, all the Canadian teams are dealing with a lot of disruptions right now, yep. so that has something to do with it as well. They just can't get <laughs> to, to a flow. Um, so they're my number six team. Yep. Go ahead with your number five team, Rich. Dallas, the Dallas Stars. So I looked up. Um, their schedule, they beat Florida in a shootout. And then they lost a close one to St. Louis. Yeah, that was a, that game was, that was controversial. That was very controversial. They were winning the game one to nothing in the last minute of the game. And the blues scored two goals in the last minute. And did you see Rick bonus? Did you see Rick bonus, their coach swing the stick? Yes. He got, $25,000 $25,000 fine for that. Yeah, that's – It was that's, worth uh, it. I'm sure for him it was worth it. Oh, yeah. It's he got a couple good really good swings. I was impressed. He sure did. With his oh, swings. Man. I don't he blame was, him. I don't blame such, him at all. He's – Rick Bonus is such an old-school coach. Yeah, um, he is. But I got I, – <laughs> I'm actually going to put the Minnesota Wild at number five on my list. Oh, okay. All right. I just don't think they, – they've been a pretty – they've been not a complete disappointment because obviously they're still right there in the thick of things. But I feel like they could be a lot better. They're just yeah. – they're they're disappointing to me. They're just they, – they should be a lot better than what they're showing in the standings. Um, they're six points out of first place. They have played four fewer games than the Preds, though. So that is something to be said there. That's true. But they're – Four games in hand. I got them at number five, and I got the stars at number four. That's cool. I put Minnesota at number four, um, basically because they they they've played a little. They're, they're on a two game win streak. They beat Boston, and then they beat the Capitals, which that's those are two really good teams. Mm-hmm. Well, Boston's not as much as the Capitals, but so you know they're still in there. They're clinging on, holding on. So I feel that they need to be probably in that top four, but mm-hmm. you know, Dallas, if they keep up the way they're going, they could definitely overtake that. Yeah. After after right. starting so bad. So uh, this game is really starting to uh, amp up in the energy here. We got a little bit of a scrum going. Uh, Luff is in there. Benning's in there. Sissons is in there. Of course, Tanner Janot's coming in on it as well. Um, this game's getting ugly. You can tell the Preds are frustrated. And they should yeah. be. And they should be. They should. They should be I have I have a sneaking suspicion that in the press post game press conference, there's gonna be a lot of Preds players saying that they are not happy with their performance tonight. 
Jano took a really hard crash into the net and into Aaron Dell. Like he he knocked Aaron Dell off of his two skates crashing oh, wow. into the net. Did you see that replay, Rich? I, I haven't seen it yet. That was a really aggressive take to the goal <clears throat> by Tanner Janot. So whenever you crash into another team's goaltender, you're going to expect those those players to stick up for their goaltender, and that's exactly what happened. Here it is. Oh, yeah, they're showing it now. Oh, yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't do that. That's not cool. Well, you know, Taylor of Straight Up Sabres was talking about how horrific – Aaron Dell has been for them this year. Well, what do you know? Just play the Preds, and Aaron Dell can have a coming out party and just have a great game. It's amazing. There's, Gosh, I, I don't get it. That's like the worst. That is the worst. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. I feel like it. Yeah. All right, number three. Let me go and give you my top three right now. Okay, I've got the Blues at number three. Yep. And you know what? I got to do it after that Tuesday night game. I've got to do it. Preds number one, Colorado Avalanche number two. <clears throat> That's what I did too, but now I'm embarrassed a little bit for putting Nashville at number one. <laughs> ah, you know, no, it's, it's right. one game. It's one game, and they could still it come. Is. They're down two goals, but it could still. Let's not yep. give up just yet. There's eight yep. minutes left. Absolutely. But regardless to what happens in this game, I'm sorry. That was a huge head-to-head statement win for the Preds on Tuesday night. I do realize they've still played four more games than Colorado, and that's a big reason why I've kept Colorado in first place for so long in our power rankings. But head-to-head, the Preds have won the last two games against the Avalanche. I know the one before that, both teams were dealing with COVID issues, but I'm still going to put the Preds at number one ahead of the Avalanche. For the yeah. first time all season in our power rankings, I can't we remember have, if I had him up there. That's I don't awesome. think you, you may I have. I, I can't. I don't think I, I have. I, I have not jumped on the bandwagon of putting the Preds <laughs> at number one. This is a yeah. new first for the season. I got the yeah. Preds at number one, and now I'm regretting it. I know. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, what are you going to do? Um, yeah, they beat Colorado's, in my opinion, the best team in the Central Division obviously. And they, they beat them, you know, they, they did what they needed to do. And and then they come out and lay this egg that they're laying tonight, which is horrible. I felt but. it coming. I felt it coming. Yeah. It's so hard to go from that game to this game for a mentality, a team's mentality. You're facing yeah. a really terrible Eastern conference team that you don't know anything about that you haven't played against in a while. And it just, it kind of had a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> we've already said it before, but Toronto Maple Leafs, Arizona Coyotes, it, it happens to all of them, you know. And it we does. can't. In, in, you know, an 82 games, in an 82 game season, you're going to have some snoozers. You're going to have some really bad ones. Yeah. Um, you hate to see it in this way, though, because I feel like the Preds are kind of, they could be playing much better. Yeah, it just but they're human. These guys are human. They may they they're gonna have their off nights. It's just it's yeah. gonna happen. <clears throat> That's true. It's frustrating, but it's gonna happen. Yeah. I agree. I just I would like to just see a little more effort and they're just not it's just not there. 
It's. I mean, I feel like they've amped it up a little bit as the game has gone on. But they're up to thirty shots on goal. It's yeah. it's a really really rough night for the stats though when it comes to UC Soros. He's got he's only got sixteen saves on nineteen shots. Yeah, pretty bad. You would have liked you would have liked to have him to maybe have gotten that gotten a couple extra saves tonight, made that extra uh, save on Skinner where it made it three to one. But again, you're talking about even that first goal the Sabres scored. That's the one he'd probably like to have back the most. Oh, absolutely. Because that was just like a weird, fluky goal that trickles by his pads off of Benning. Benning. That's the one he wants back. Out of all Mm -hmm. three of them, that's the one you really want back. Yeah. All right, we're going to stay with you to the end of this game. We're going to stay with you to the end of this game here in episode 96. We've got about six minutes remaining. Uh, So stay with us, everybody. Hang hang out with us till the end of, of episode 96 here. We didn't do no final score predictions for this one, Rich. I wouldn't have <laughs> ever predicted this. My final score prediction would have been, if I'm being totally honest, I felt like it was going to be a really low-scoring, ugly game. I really felt that way. Like 3-2, maybe? I, I was thinking, like, maybe the two. Preds win 2-1 to one or something. 2-1. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Justin Gambino said Riddick should have started this game. Well, that's a good point to bring up, Justin. We've been that saying that we think Soros needs more rest, even though he is a young goaltender. And Soros is our. Didn't Soros come out and say that he'll take all the starts? Like he's not worried he about it. He did. Which you you expect a competitor to say that? Yeah. But what what's bad though is who do you start on Saturday against Boston? Because that's going to be a tough game. You know they're going to start Soros again. Yeah, I, I probably against against those guys, but it just seems like there's no confidence right now in David Riddick, like from the yeah. team. I don't think the team's showing any confidence in him. Yeah, obviously, this would have been the perfect game to start David Riddick. Yeah, and maybe I the result the results would probably be the same because I don't think the Preds have played well around him around UC Soros tonight. No, but I mean. I just feel like it would have been a good night to start David Riddick. Yeah, I think so too. Gives, I mean, Saros has faced a lot of because I mean, whenever you do, whenever game, you, whenever yeah. you do start David Riddick finally again, he's going to be rusty. Oh yeah, he's definitely going to be rusty. I mean, we he's don't have cool. a our next back to back comes up on. January 17th and 18th. You've got a back-to-back against the Blues and the Canucks. Hmm. Well, I can see how that's going to go. So that's next week. So that's probably when we'll see David Riddick next. Is Probably the Canucks game. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. It's a little ugly right now. But come on, boys. Just – Get one to get get yourselves going. It's five minutes. Like this is now. Now is when you need to start pushing. If you have any hope, well, of look at this. The, the Preds have forty-two hits tonight. The the uh, Sabers only have nineteen. Oh, hmm. But so maybe you know, they that, are playing their game a little bit. And they're just well. I mean, not gelling. 
they've always accused home hmm. teams of kind of ramping because hits are a very subjective stat. Right. So they always accuse the home team of like buttering up the numbers a little bit when it comes to hits. That's kind of like the old mm-hmm. uh the old saying. Yeah. But uh yeah, 42 <clears throat> hits to 19. Uh Preds are 12 8 in blocks. Preds have 14 giveaways tonight. That's, 14 that's, giveaways. That's not that's, a winning formula. I don't care who you're no. playing against. That's the uh that that's why the score is what it is right there. That's exactly why the score is what it is. They can't yep. get anything going. Giving away the puck that many times, that's just that breaks up all of your flow. That's true. Yeah, this Rich, this ain't looking good because now the now the Sabres are starting to uh fight back here. Yep. And the, it's back and forth down the ice. Preds just can't. I think they just iced the puck. The Preds did. Did they? This is really a game where you're missing Yakov Trenin and mm-hmm. Phil Forsberg. This Absolutely. Is, this is really obvious tonight that you're missing those two players. Because both of those guys are the types of players that can wake a team up and score a really big goal when you need it. Apparently, we're missing Mark Borowiecki since Myers tripped oh, over. Sure. Uh, I, knew, Roman <laughs> I knew that was bad. I knew that was bad news when I saw it. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, I mean, Trent, how many times has Trenton scored big goals when the team w- wasn't playing well? Yep. How many times have we seen Philip Forsberg just will his way into the zone to snipe a puck past a goaltender? Mm-hmm. I mean, that these those are the types of goals and those are the types of players you need on a night when you're not playing your best hockey. And yeah. we don't – unfortunately, we don't have them. And you're – I mean, did you see also uh, Tommy Novak? Tommy Novak, who's been out for a while, he might have dealt with a really bad injury last night uh, for the it's Milwaukee Admirals. So that's a tough that break sucks. for Novak, who was a really mainstay of this lineup for the longest time and was having a really strong, solid year. And now he's – I mean, who knows when he's going to ever make it back to the Preds lineup this year. Yeah, definitely. Mike Twitter says, I'm missing Lucas Pisa. Uh, yep. he, he would he would be a game changer tonight. Yep. He would be a game changer. Probably couldn't um, do any worse. All right, going all right, right Rich, Rich, we're, Rich, we're under three minutes. How soon do you think the Preds should, should pull uh, UC Soros? Uh, oh, well, here, well, yeah, you're right, because they just pulled him. Right when I started asking that That's question, they, they, they emptied the net. <clears throat> I haven't got there yet, but I think I'm like 30 seconds behind. But All right, so we're at two and a half minutes left in regulation here. Preds have emptied their net. They're down three to one. Can they steal a point tonight? At this point, just steal a point. But they're going to need two goals in the last two minutes to do it. They are just making this goaltender look awesome. Uh <coughs> He had a, you just had a one timer from uh, from Yossi. I thought it. I thought it had a chance. I thought it had a chance. Yeah. Come on, boys. All Ugh. right, now now they're just blasting pucks way outside now. Like they're not yeah. even really getting quality looks. They're just just firing away from way out. And so is going to end the five game uh. win streak. So frustrating. It's looking, it's looking that way. And, you know, they really need to snap back because 
Saturday is not going to be an easy task, no, by any means, uh, especially playing in Boston. So the 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 Bruins, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a, like them, but they've been no, playing a, really well. Like Marshan got a hat trick last night, and Pasternak scored two tonight. So, um, yeah. The, yeah, you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. We have got to get Phil Forsberg back for Saturday. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, they do. Um. Yeah, because this is. All right. So the Preds have called a timeout. Uh, you've got got uh, Dan Lambert out there drawing up his power play. Uh. Even though they're not on the power play, it's like a power play situation, basically. John Hines looks furious tonight. He always looks furious. He always looks furious. He never has any emotions on his face, but he looks, he really does legit look ticked off tonight. So I'm showing a minute and a half left. Yep. You're caught up, Rich. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Aaron Dell, the new Vesna Trophy uh, leader after tonight. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? All he needed to do was play the Preds. Gosh. It's 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 amazing. But got to talk ourselves off the ledge because it happens to all of them. Yossi's up to almost 27 minutes of ice time tonight. That dude is putting the work tonight like he always does. Yeah. All right, got to do something quick, fellas. Got to do ah that that loose puck is out there. What is? And that's gonna do it, Rich. That's gonna do it. All right. Empty netter. Look. No, Aaron Dale. Aaron Dale knocked out a really bad, a really juicy rebound, and the Preds just couldn't locate the loose puck. They couldn't find it. All right. Well, if there, if, if there is a Preds player who can find that loose puck that was just floating around out front of Dell and Dell was sprawled out, we are talking about a three-two game here. Maybe you got a chance, but <laughs> you know what? Let's just throw this game away, Rich. Let's never speak of it ever again. It's yep. been hard to watch, but you know what? You got to take the bad with the good yep. when you're a, when you're a hockey fan. When you follow a team, yeah, you got to take the the good with the ugly. Tonight was yeah. ugly. This is – thank you so much, Justin Gambino. He says, good yes. podcast tonight, guys. Well, we appreciate you joining us. It would not be possible without people like you joining us on these watch-alongs. We really but yeah, appreciate the, it. This might, this might be the ugly, ugliest loss of the season along with the Canadians' loss. Yes. Which I've also Canadian tried to forget loss. about. And then the – the the avalanche loss i think even though they're a better team obviously i'm talking about i'm talking about ugly losses against really bad teams that's true but you know what it happens we're gonna walk off the ledge here we're gonna go into the weekend strong here gotta turn the page quick against the bruins on saturday rich's second favorite team i might add favorite team yep we'll be watching definitely in my house um, it's not the Predators can beat them though. They're not they're not infallible. I mean, they're not playing that great. They just have been playing great the past few games. But um, but if they if the Predators play like they did tonight, they'll get 
they'll get roasted. So um, that's a shame. For sure. All right. So we do know one thing we do know about this Preds team is, is they always battle back. So that's what it's going to take. Turn the page. Let's move on here. Preds lose four to one. Thank you for joining us for episode 96 of Catfish and Ice with Chad Mitten and Rich Howe. Thank you so much to Taylor, host of the Straight Up Sabres podcast, for joining us early. Great conversation with him. Go follow their podcast, Straight Up Sabres, on the Hockey Podcast Network as well. We will see you next week for a brand new episode. Have a great weekend, everyone. We will see you later on. Reach out to us on social media, at Catfish Ice. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Drive.